Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Restoring the Farmstead podcast. And I've got a special sound that I want you to listen to. And so let me put it in here right now. Well, what do you think that sound is? Yep, we have baby goats. We have more than baby goats. We also have some some grown goats. Uh, but last night on the 24th, we added five goats to the farmstead. It is it is exciting. Uh, it's fun. We uh, left. I left work on Tuesday and. Uh, headed home, and we, uh, my grandson Seth was there. He's the one who's going to be doing goats with the 4-H. And then uh, our other grandson, Josh, who is just a year older, they're uh, uh, nine and... I guess they're both nine years old right now. Josh is getting ready to turn ten, though. And so he was dropped off, and the four of us, we with my wife, we headed out to um, Lexi's parents' home, and uh, she had three goats for us there. Uh, one is uh, uh, a doe who is hopefully bred. And then the other two are babies from this winter. So they're just around eight, nine, ten weeks old, something along that line. And then we went over to one of their neighbors, and because she didn't have any other little ones for us, and the neighbor has uh, pygmies, and so we went over there and picked up two others that are about a year old each, and they are they are beautiful. They are beautiful. Actually, all of them. I really like the coloring uh, on all of them. And so we picked them up and uh, put them in the truck. Actually, we put them uh, in dog carriers because they're pygmy goats. They're not really big. So we took uh, Molly's uh, little kennel, and we were able to put two uh, uh, the two baby ones in it. And then we had uh, the, the third one that came from Lexi's, we put in uh, by itself into a uh, almost identical kennel that we used whenever we brought the cats up here to the farm. And then we borrowed... Uh, uh, our oldest daughter Jennifer. They have a uh, a very large dog. Uh, what is it? A bull mastiff, and they have a kennel for it. And so we put the two adult goats together in that one and headed up to the farm and got them uh, over into the pen. And you know what? Carrying a goat is a totally different kind of experience, especially if it has. Uh, some horns, uh, and if they start flailing their head right by your head, that's an interesting experience. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it for everybody, but uh, you uh, you become keenly aware <laughs> of where those spears are. Um, but we got them into the pen. I've got uh, pictures up on the uh, Facebook uh, Restoring the Farmstead uh, site. Uh, already. We got those up really quick last night. But we got them in the pen. It was just, I mean, the, the, it was sunset when we got them in, so the uh, uh, the pictures are a little bit dark, and we were trying to get them to, uh, to eat some of the sweet feed 
uh, out of our hands, but they just weren't overly interested. They were, they were scared. They were kind of freaking out, going around the pen. Uh, of course, having four adults and, or four, two adults and two little kids in the pen trying to be still, still wasn't very comforting to them. So after a little while, we left the pen and got it secured up, uh, and then headed to the, machine shed for a little bit. Thelma and Louise, they were out take out with us, taking in the experience, wondering what in the heck kind of critters did we bring into their domain. Um, but they uh they were they were quite curious uh to look things over. So we uh we've got them the goats set up and, and unfortunately we're we're concerned regarding the cat Frank. Uh the past two times that we had been up there, up to the farm here, uh, no Frank. And we're hoping, we're praying that he's just out on a long hunt uh, and will come back. But we're just really concerned that that something may have happened to him. Uh, whether it be a hawk or whether it be coyotes or whether it be who knows what. But... We're we're concerned for him. So if you're so inclined, uh, keep a uh, keep a little prayer going for that little kitty that he would have a safe return. Uh, we did find out from talking to our neighbors that there are two dens of coyotes uh, on our property, or are very very close to our property. One is at the far north end, which is actually about a half a mile from us. Uh, from the farmhouse, and there is a a culvert, an old culvert, uh, when we used to use uh, an abandoned road access, and there's a den of coyotes being raised in that culvert. And then apparently there is another den that is behind the farmhouse in one of the ravines here. And that we're not comfortable uh, with have especially having goats and then coyotes that close, so uh, arrangements have been made for a professional coyote hunter uh, to come out and take care of that situation, so we don't have them raising pups and and getting uh, quite a pack right here within a matter of you know uh, a couple few hundred yards from the farmhouse. But we um, hopefully that'll be taken care of in the near future. Until then, we're probably going to be checking on the goats fairly regular. Uh, I, it's actually Wednesday morning, and I got up at 5 and headed out here uh, to the farm to check on them. Uh, and they, uh, they were all tucked away in the back part of the shed, you know, uh, snuggled in good with the straw. Uh, their glowing eyes <laughs> shining back at me as I shined uh, the light from my cell phone in on them. So they were uh, they were all tucked away in there, kind of wondering, you know, okay, you're back. What are you going to do? Where are we at? Why are we here? Where's the rest of our herd? Uh, but they're uh, they'll get used to each other. They were kind of running separate as they were going around the shed or around the fenced area. Uh, the two from one place was hanging together, and the three from the other were hanging together. But they'll blend. They'll they'll get used to each other and set up their their uh, pecking order. Uh, 
and that'll that'll be good for them. Uh, they'll get settled in there. So, what is next? What is next on restoring the farmstead? Well, uh, we got another rain last night. That was also a reason to want to come up here and check on them because it was uh, it was pretty good thunderstorms that came through the area. A lot of lightning, uh, and uh, there's definitely puddles of of water around the farm as I'm walking through the dark, shining my light. But uh, probably uh, two projects that are now on the front burner is uh, I've got to get the uh, propane tractor working. So that's going to become a priority uh, this weekend. And the other is to start in with laying out fence for the larger goat, sh- uh, goat area, the one that's going to be behind the the farmstead. I was listening to the Beginning Farmer podcast with Ethan Book as I was riding up here, driving up this morning, and he talked about a little attachment that he has whenever he's clearing uh, uh, brush for uh, putting up fence through a wooded area, and he has one of these uh, steel uh, weed eaters uh, that has like the handlebar type handles, you know, to grip uh, that he uses. And it has uh, an attachment on it that uh, basically turns it into a circular saw for taking down uh, saplings that may be, you know, inch and a half to two inches in diameter. Uh, so having something like that to make a, a good path for getting the, the fence through the area. There There's something kind of appealing about that. So I may have to investigate that a little bit or see if I can find somebody who might have one that I can borrow or possibly even rent something along that line. Because uh, there there is quite a bit of brush in an area where I would like to put a fence, uh, but I'm going to have to kind of determine determine the specific path as I walk through it again. Another thing was thinking about is if if we can get the coyotes out of the area, uh, the second place where we were at yesterday getting uh, the goats, they have, they have a nice size barn and they have uh, a larger fence where they can keep them in that area specifically, but then they can put them out into uh, a larger area through uh, with a, a creek and a lot of trees and brush, and that uh, they just have an electric fence around. That's only the fence is only about three foot high, so you know they can move. They can let them out in there. The fence is hot; it keeps them in the fence, uh, and then they don't always. Uh, you know, close off that area, you know, uh, they they often leave them just to have access out into the bigger area or they can stay up closer to the barn. Uh, if need be, they could fence them off in the barn or close off the gate real easy. But that that kind of a setup may be what we need to uh, to arrange to where they uh, they have a bigger area uh, and just have electric fence. So I'm going to have to do some exploring on that. Uh, so those are really kind of the two big ones. Uh, we're also next month going to be having for a field day, 
the people that are attending the Crossroads Beekeepers Bee School this spring. Uh, the Crossroads Beekeepers, that's a bee club that I started back in 2010, and uh, the club's been having a once-a-month bee school, uh, uh, four-part bee school, uh, taking place January through April, and then uh, probably we're looking at April um, Sunday is it the 18th or the 19th, that we're going to be having them on a field day where they bring their protective equipment and they come up here to the farm and actually get to go inside some beehives. So I need to get those moved to a location that would be easier access for them. Right now I've got them in the winter location on the south side of the machine shed, not machine shed, uh, the old chicken house. And it's got steel siding and that's given it you know, a fair amount of protection from wind from the north and gives them a good southern exposure. Uh, so need to get them moved in the next uh, three weeks to a better location because the B-School has about 50 people uh, signed up in it. I'm sure not all of them would necessarily be able to come out for the field day, but uh, need to move that livestock to a, to a different uh, spot. And hopefully the uh, rain will subside a little bit so that the uh, parking is going to be a little bit better. Uh, so, with uh, But the two big projects right now is starting on the larger goat area and getting the propane tractor running. Try and think of other things that, uh, that we'll need to be doing. I wouldn't mind uh, having uh, a few loads of crushed limestone brought out. Uh, to make a little bit better area. Every so many years seems like we have to, to do that because uh, the plants will grow up in it. Next thing you know, you've got uh, full plant cover over the rocks and um, you know, then you got topsoil on top. <laughs> so then uh, you can't see where the, the rocks have actually been put down. Um, normally we get them over at the... Uh, uh, there's a rock quarry near Mode, and we'll get the rock there. Um, but it seems like it breaks down a little quicker than what I'd hope. And I had heard about a quarry over in uh, Pena that there it's a little bit of a different structure of the limestone, and it may hold up better. So just have to do a little investigation on that and see if it might better meet my need. A little bit further distance, so it would be a little bit more cost for transportation, but you know, so be it. Anyway, uh, well, I'm sitting here in the farmhouse, and time keeps a ticking, so I'm going to need to start heading back to town so I can get cleaned up and get to work on time. Uh, I have the cats here in the farmhouse. They have finished their wet food and have been just exploring around the farmhouse, but I'll turn them loose and let them get back to their regular cat activities. So, uh, you all take care out there, and uh, we'll see you on the next round of this podcast, Restoring the Farmstead. So, take care and God bless.